Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Principal Correspondent with Information Security Media Group. I have the pleasure of speaking today with Professor Lam Bokwian, academician at Singapore's Nanyang Technological University. He will be sharing his thoughts on threats to critical infrastructure and steps to mitigate these risks. Welcome, Professor Lam, to the ISNG discussion. Thank you. So, Professor Lam, critical infrastructure forms backbone of an economy. In this area, in particular, state-sponsored actors are gaining momentum and sophistication. What are some global security guidelines to adopt while protecting these networks? Well, right now, the, most of the guideline is related to what we call the critical information infrastructure protection. So, it's about how to protect those infrastructure components but one of the key things is, depending on the nature of the critical infrastructure, some in the area that we call operation technology, which is very different from the traditional information technology. So for the operational technologies area, the security guidelines or security methodologies are not as well developed because it's an area that is traditionally pretty isolated, not connected to, to the cyberspace. So there's two, two areas. But of course, for those in the IT space, there has been around a lot of international standards and guidelines about how to protect those systems. Usually there are some sources like ISO standards, mm. especially for security management. And also another major source of reference will be the US NIST. They have uh, quite good collections of standards or, or guidelines about how to protect uh, critical infrastructures or other form of IT systems. So CIIs are getting attacked. What do you think will be the challenge to find ways to mitigate this risk from rising threats to CIIs? Okay. The CII is, of course, different countries have different scope for CII, mm. uh, but typically it includes things like power, telecommunications, water treatments, aviation, transportation. So these are the type of CII, banking and finance as well. For banking and finance, is, as I mentioned, is more like a traditional IT system. So there are lots of established okay. efforts. But for CIIs like power plant, aviation and transportation, they are more like a, the OT, the operation technology okay. side. Mm. Yeah. So for this, because the traditional perspective to OT is they are not really a computer system and they are t- traditionally isolated from the internet. Mm. So that's why in the past it's not so much concern about the, the security. But now, because a lot of desire to improve operational efficiency, you may want to, for example, connect the, the IT enterprise information systems mm. to power generator because you can look at the fuel inventory to the to a power generator. And for the power you generate that you pump to the power grid, you want to create the generate the billing information as well. Because of the operational or business reason, you, we start to see enterprise information systems connected to the OT systems. Now, this is mm. how you start to have the risk. And then we all know that enterprise information systems are traditionally vulnerable to virus, to malware, because on one hand, they are less controlled. On the other hand, they connect direct to the internet as well. One of the typical approach is we allow them, the IT and the OT system will connect, but at the same time, the connection, we tightly control it. And sometimes the way to control it is to use uh, what we call the one-way traffic control. That means if you want to send building information or if you want to send information about the fuel you, you consumed from the OT side to the IT side, information only go one way. So you only allow this type of information to go from the OT system to IT system, but not the other way around. Because if you allow the traffic to come in from the other way, hacker can come in. So now we see a new types of network equipment mm. that allow communication only one way. Also in critical infrastructure, you know, different industry verticals will have different levels of maturity as far as security is concerned. So, say, a power sector will probably be very different from 
banking. So is there a way we can have a common security guideline or platform for them or do you think it would be too complex and not a feasible option? I have seen some effort to come up with a common cyber security guideline, at least for OT, because OT and IT are fundamentally quite different. Mm. But even for OT, as I say, you can have transportation, you can have aviation, you can have power generation, energy, water. So, and all these type of OT systems are very different. So, mm-hmm. but I have seen some initial effort of coming up with cybersecurity guidelines for OT systems. But still, they can only more or less tell you about the methodologies, the, the principles, and some basic architectural framework. But to get down to the details, it really depends on the, the particular industry. Okay. So in Singapore, how does it work? I understand the cybersecurity agency is drafting a cybersecurity guideline for OT systems. And what according to you are the ingredients for a proper threat intelligence program for protecting a CII because at the end of the day threat intelligence that's everything well nowadays everyone knows the importance of cyber threat intelligence and I've also seen people subscribe to a lot of cyber threat intelligence as well Uh, to the extent that I think now the biggest challenge is who has the time to read so that's why I start to see some new area of R&D that try to automatically extract information from cyber threat intelligence report to pick up things that is more relevant to your organizations and see whether you can automate some of the of the defense mechanisms yeah, mm-hmm. so this is another area about cyber threat intelligence and of course a more fundamental area related to cyber threat intelligence is how to come up with a framework and standard for exchanging cyber threat intelligence because exchanging information requires a standard exchange, after you exchange whether you can read it according to a format that everyone can understand it also requires some collaborative effort so you'd see that a collaborative effort taking place I think is people are making effort mm-hmm. towards this direction mm-hmm. I'm sure that there is some ongoing effort being undertaken. Okay. And Professor Lam, so we keep hearing about uh, AI and machine learning now. In fact, <coughs> these words get thrown up in every security conversation. Mm-hmm. So how much are these technologies relevant when it comes to protecting CIIs against cyber threats? I think there's some meaning, some use to it. Usually when I look at AI, we don't look at, we don't just look at what it can do. We should also aim to understand what it cannot. So in order to use AI techniques or machine learning techniques meaningfully, we need to know when are the situations and scenarios and contexts that that particular machine learning can work. And therefore, in other scenarios, it cannot work. So we cannot just blindly say machine learning, this algorithm, we plug in and then solve all the problems. It's never true. I built a system that in order to achieve one task, I have seven engines running at, at, at the back end because we have to understand which engine can do what and what they cannot do. So for things that it cannot do, I have another engine to, to complement it. So I have built a, a system that in order to accomplish one task, I have seven engines running. <laughs> yeah, so that, that should be the the way to look at the AI techniques. Well, at least typical in almost every efforts, when you think this is a technique that can solve the problem, of course it can solve all the problem, but in order for this particular technique to be to become, to come into existence, there must be some value to it. We just need to understand what is this value and what's the constraint. So are you seeing these traditional industries like power, oil, gas, everything, they are adopting these technologies? I don't think they themselves adopt directly because to them this is not their their, their core business. Yeah. It is their, their service provider yeah. that would may have to bundle 
this type of technique into the solutions in order to, to address the cybersecurity requirements. Well, thanks a lot, Professor Lang, for sharing your thoughts on steps to mitigate risk for CIIs. Okay, thank you. Uh, you were listening to Professor Lang for ISMG Nation. This is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.